Steve had leapt to see. Right? His assumption was, I'm not getting performance from the team. It must be a capability gap. So I'm going to send them on some training and go back through the process with them and spend time shadowing them, which is fine. Those things will work super well if it is indeed a capability gap based on skill set. But if it's not a capability gap, if it's an awareness gap or a buying gap, it won't solve it. And if it's not a capability gap based on skill set, training won't solve it either. So capability is not just about I have the skill to do the job. It's also about the tools and the resources to do the job. Welcome to the Unlocking Your People podcast. We believe that successful businesses run on people and relationships. The better your people perform, the better your business will perform. This show is dedicated to business owners and team builders that are looking to get the best out of their people and workforce. Each episode will be a strategy, a message, and even tips and tricks to help you create and cultivate a passionate workforce for your organization. Your host has spent her career helping companies and leaders handle the tough people stuff at work and helping people work better together so they can increase their impact and their results. CEO of E3 Consulting, Jess Chapman. I wanted to come on today and spend a bit of time talking about how we manage the performance of people, or more specifically, how we help ensure that we set people up to succeed. So in some of the other episodes, we've talked a lot about the challenges of feedback and the performance side of things, and even to the point of having conversations about how do you know when it's time to exit somebody from the organization and those kind of more challenging decisions. And there's a framework that we use at E3 that's simple, but is a really useful tool in thinking about ensuring that you set that person up for success, right? That's really what we're aiming for all the time as leaders, that we've set somebody up to succeed. And so we want to be a bit systematic about that. Sometimes we can find ourselves in a situation where we're really kind of shooting in the dark with somebody. You know that a person on your team or a person in your organization isn't quite where they need to be. They're not able to do things in quite the way you thought they would. Um, and, and you want to turn the dial up on that. You're not ready to say, you know, throw in the towel and say it's not going to work. Um, and you want to help that person get better. So finding an approach or having a tool like this one that helps you kind of work through that is is important and we basically talk about that as the abcs of performance that's what we're talking about when we talk about the tool is the abcs and to, to give you a bit of an example of that i can use an example that i came across um last week in fact so I was in a coaching session with a client um, for the purposes of today, we can call him Steve. Um, and Steve is, from my perspective, a decent leader. He's good at, you know, he knows what needs to be done. He's pretty good at the strategy side of things. He's very good at balancing workload for his team. And he's pretty good at reading his people. Um, he spends a lot of time with them. He does the things that we would normally recommend, like having one-to-ones and all that good stuff. Um, but he's like any other leader and he has his moments and he has his ups and downs. And, and we were in a conversation last week and he was quite frustrated um because there's a couple of people on his team who aren't performing they're not getting to where he'd like them to be um and it's not easy in his in his industry to find the people he needs so he's not you know he's not ready yet to throw in the towel and perhaps nor should he be given kind of the early stages of, of what he's seeing but the conversation we had was really indicative of of ones that i regularly have because 
he was basically saying, you know, I don't get it. Like this is a leader who's very good with his people, but he was sitting in the conversation with me going, I don't get it. I don't get it. I feel like I've done everything I can do. They have loads of support around them. I've given them training. You know, we've gone through the processes over and over again, but they still aren't kind of where they need to be. And for me, that right there was the nugget. There was the little hiccup because my question to him was, how do you know that those things, so more training, more support, more focus on process is fixing the problem? What is actually causing these people to not be where they need to be? And how do you know that those things are what are going to make the difference? And that is something I see fairly frequently. So as somebody who does a lot of training, I often see people in the classroom. And the first thing I ask people when we sit down to do a session is, why are you here? What are you hoping to get out of today? What are you expecting from the program? And so very often the answer is something along the lines of, I was voluntold to be here, right? My boss told me I had to show up or this is mandatory training. So in those situations, we're really missing some pieces of the puzzle that can help people perform. which is what the ABCs are about. They're making sure that we tick the boxes on the four things that somebody needs in order to perform effectively in their job. And we use the ABCs at E3 in all kinds of ways. We use it to help ensure we set up expectations for people. We use it to check that people are kind of performing and that they've got the ABCs in place. You can also use it when you do change because essentially what happens with change is you change your expectations, right? Which is so we're back to talking about the same thing. So the ABC is a really useful framework. So I'm going to talk through basically what they are um, so that everybody has a good understanding because I do think it's a tool worth having in your toolkit. So the A of ABCs is essentially awareness and everybody will nod and say, yeah, that makes total sense. I need to be aware of my expectations. But it's actually much harder than it sounds to ensure that you have awareness with somebody, right? Self-awareness, um, understanding what is expected of you and also knowing how you currently perform against that expectation is not actually always clear for a lot of people um and so often when i talk to leaders they say yes yes i focus on awareness with my team maybe i set smart goals for them or maybe we have you know task meetings or we do morning stand-up so i go through all the tasks that the team need to do right then so the team is definitely aware that's half of the equation maybe half of the equation but there are other things that have to show up when we focus on getting awareness um, to make sure that we can really tick that box of somebody. So it's not just understanding what's expected of you. It's understanding how that fits into the bigger picture, right? So back to fully engaging people, connecting them to the why and the purpose of the organization. We want that piece has to be there. And more specifically, it's about knowing how you are doing against that expectation. And that's the bit where there's often a gap. So am I doing a task that I understand the standard of? And do I normally get to do that task to standard? Am I good at that task? Why is that task important? Why me? Why am I doing it? All of those things. Right. So if somebody doesn't know what the gap is, sending them on a training program isn't going to help. In fact, they're going to be largely confused about why you've sent them on a training program. So the first step to ensuring everybody in your team or organization performs is clarity of expectation. And I say all the time, there are three things I wish leaders did more of. The first is set clear expectations. 
It will not make people perform for you, but it makes it a damn sight easier when they don't, because you are talking about things that you have both understood and both agreed to. I knew that I was expected to do that, and I knew that I didn't hit the mark on that. It's then a lot easier conversation to go, so how do we change that next time around? If I wasn't clear and I didn't have awareness, then when I'm trying to have that conversation, it's not as simple and straightforward. So we have to have awareness. There's no point in focusing on any other issue or any other aspect of performance if we haven't set clear expectations in the beginning and people don't know how they're doing against those expectations. So that's the first thing. In Steve's case, he was banking on the fact that he had performance reviews and SMART goals in place. His organization is one that does a kind of annual SMART goal process. So he was banking on the fact that he did those two things and that those two things were sufficient enough to drive awareness for somebody. But we have to make sure that we're really clear in those conversations. So, um, you know, if the individual walks away from a performance review without absolute clarity on how they're performing against the standard, then you don't have awareness, right? So we need to make sure that when we provide feedback, when we're setting expectations, that the understanding is there for the other person, right? It's not a tell and walk away situation. It's an explore, have good dialogue, let's discuss, make sure that you actually do have awareness that you actually did understand before we before we change it, change what we're doing. Are you enjoying the show thus far? We know the people stuff in your business can be tricky to nail down. Each scenario feels unique on its own. We go through so many resources and tools with the podcast. It's tough to keep up. We get it. So what if you had all the right tools and training to help your organization be successful every single day with your people and the culture you're building? Jess and her team have created a range of training programs that can help you with all the different challenges of unlocking your people. For the challenges of leadership, there are two core programs, Elevate for supervisors and Propel for more senior leaders. Both programs dig deeper into the concepts, frameworks, and skills that you've heard throughout this podcast series. From building trust and empathy, to having those tougher people conversations, to managing conflict, and so much more. To see which program makes more sense for you, please go to www.e3.ca slash training for the full breakdown. The best part? All the programs are fully virtual and modular, meaning you can do them anywhere, anytime, and fit them into your busy schedule. And if you're facing particular challenges in building your team, managing change, or managing performance, we have online toolkits that can solve your unique challenges today. Once again, www.e3.ca slash training. Now, back to the show. So once we're sure we really do have awareness, then the second element of the ABCs, the B, is buy-in. Right? So I might know what you want me to do. I might be really clear on the expectations you've set of me, and I might know how I'm performing to those expectations. But if I don't want to do what you're asking me to do, if I'm not motivated to achieve those goals, you are not going to get maximum performance out of me. Right? So I can be aware. That does not mean I care. So we have to make sure that when we are talking to people, when we are delegating tasks, when we are setting goals, when we're talking about performance improvements of any kind, we are focusing on the person actually wants to do that. And whilst there are all kinds of ways, and we'll probably tackle this in another episode, um, there are all kinds of ways of focusing on motivation and engagement. The simplest thing I'll say at this point is why. Right, A lot of the buy-in piece comes from why. Why is this important? Why does it need to be done? 
Why is it me that needs to do it? What am I going to get out of it? Um, and the, the bigger chunk of motivation comes from what's in it for me. Right? By doing this task or achieving this SMART goal, what do I get? Whether that's learning, I get to work with somebody I really enjoy working with, I get to learn a new part of the business, it's a core requirement of my job, so if I want to keep being paid, I need to do it. Uh, whatever it happens to be, the why do I need to do it and what's in it for me is fundamental to buy in. So I need to be aware of the expectation and how I'm performing against it, and I need to want to do it and be motivated to do it. So that's the A and the B. If we don't have A and B, then C and S is pointless, right? There's no point in jumping to C and S if we don't have A and B. And you can't have B if you don't have A. So we always start at the beginning of the ABCs and work our way through. So let's say you have awareness. The person understands the expectations. They understand how they're doing. And they're actually really motivated to do the task. It's something that they enjoy and, and they're quite excited about the opportunity. Brilliant. That does not mean they're capable of doing it. And that's the C. So the C is capability. And in Steve's case, from my earlier story, Steve, Steve had leapt to C. Right? His assumption was, I'm not getting performance from the team. It must be a capability gap. So I'm going to send them on some training and go back through the process with them and spend time shadowing them, which is fine. Those things will work super well if it is indeed a capability gap based on skill set. But if it's not a capability gap, if it's an awareness gap or a buying gap, it won't solve it. And if it's not a capability gap based on skill set, training won't solve it either. So capability is not just about I have the skill to do the job. It's also about the tools and the resources to do the job. You might find, so a similar situation from a performance perspective that I ran into, the individual was quite individually capable of doing the job. They had the experience to do the piece of work. They had the skill set to do the piece of work. They'd done actually similar work in a previous organization but they didn't know the stakeholders involved in the organization they were now in. They didn't feel connected to the people that they needed to talk to and the decision makers, and they were uncomfortable and lacking confidence in making those connections. So sending the person on training wouldn't have made any difference. They knew what they were supposed to do, but facilitating them finding their way through the organization would have made a huge difference to their ability to perform. So capability can be addressed by training, but don't think too narrowly about it as skill set. It's the full rounded answer to the question, is this person able to do this? Do they have what they need to be successful? And then once we have that piece, well, then we're on to the S, which is sustainability, right? So I'm aware of what needs to be done. I am bought in and I care about what needs to be done. I am capable of doing what needs to be done. I have the skills, ability and resources to do it. And then lastly, my leader sustains my ability to do that. And sustainability issues often show up as what I call the roller coaster effect, right? So you have somebody in your team who, you know, does really well when you're kind of staying on top of them and then you kind of think that they're there and you pull back and then their performance starts to slide again and then you have another conversation about it and they get a bit better again and the, the, the focus is good again and you're like okay good and then you stop talking about it and it drops again so that roller coaster of up and down performance is a sustainability gap now sustainability issues can show up because you never had buy-in in the first place Right? So if I'm not truly bought in, I might do the thing for you once because you're my boss and you asked me to, but I'm probably not going to sustain the same level of energy and effort. Right, So it is always worth just focusing and making sure 
that you really do have buy-in before you move on from the B section of the model. But the other reason that sustainability issues show up is just because something's damn hard. Like just because for me, what you've asked me to do is outside of my preferences or my comfort zone or my normal skill set or my experience. And so it's taking me a lot more energy and effort to accomplish it. And so that's where the reward and ongoing focus comes in. If you're asking somebody to do something that for them is particularly challenging, even if for you it's not and you want them to sustain doing it well, then we need to clap and cheer. We need to be focused on noticing when they do it, saying thank you when they do it, reinforcing that they did it well, making sure we give them feedback, all those things that will trigger the dopamine in their brains to say, yeah, that was worthwhile doing. I'll keep doing it and doing it well. So those are the four pieces that need to be in place. We need awareness of what's expected. We need buy-in and motivation to do it. We need capability to accomplish what's been set out. And we need sustainability to keep doing it to the right level over and over again. And if somebody isn't achieving what you need them to achieve, the gap is one of those four, maybe more than one, but certainly one of those four. It's nothing else. It's one of those four. So we can use the ABCs to work down through have I set somebody up to have what they need? Did I, you know, literally when you're thinking about setting up a project or delegating a task, right, let's talk about awareness. Like this is what's required. Talk to me about what you understand you're going to do. What would be your first next step? Then we can work through the buy-in, right? This is why it's important. This is what do you do so you're going to get out of this project? Here's what I thought you might get out of this project and why it's such a valuable thing for us to be doing. What are you going to need to do this project successfully? What tools do you need? What resources and connections do you need? How confident do you feel about doing this particular task? And then the reward and reinforcement when they're doing it and they're doing it well to make sure they keep doing it and they recognize what made them successful in, in executing on that particular piece of work. And, you know, that sounds like a lot, but once you get your head around the ABCs, it becomes really simple to do a mental checklist on it, right? So awareness, yes, buying, yes, capability, uh uh-huh, sustainability. I'm not sure when the last time I really paid attention to what this person is doing or said, thank you, I'm going to go do that now. Um, And when you're trying to diagnose what's causing somebody to be off track, the ABCs is particularly helpful in pinpointing why so that you don't do a steep, right? You don't want to be sending everybody on training if it's not going to solve the problem. So rather than, you know, guessing, rather than, you know, throwing a dart at the wall and hoping it sticks, making sure that we actively work through each of the ABCs allows you to ensure that you're setting somebody up to succeed and you're closing any of the gaps that, that are there. So that's what the ABC model is about, helping you set people up for success, pinpoint the gaps and close them, uh, and you know basically ensure that everybody's able to do what they're supposed to do over and over and over again for you. So if you want to know more about the ABCs, um, we do cover the framework in a number of our virtual programs. So both uh, Elevate, our supervisor program, and Propel, which is our program for managers and directors talk about performance and we use the ABC framework in that. You can also complete or will shortly be able to complete a short course online about the ABCs that dig into that in a bit more detail and gives you some downloadable tools in that regard. Um, And we're also bringing out later in the year a toolkit around performance that helps you to do some of this stuff in more depth. So 
if if the performance side of things of, of unlocking people is your challenge area, there are lots of things on our website that can help. So have a look at e3online.ca and see what might be useful for you in there that you can leverage. Uh, and if you need any help from us to figure thing out, things out, then please get in touch with us at uh, contact at e3.ca. you enjoyed that episode today on the unlocking your people podcast make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this on if this episode made you think of someone go ahead take a screenshot and share this episode with them this show exists to showcase what is possible when leaders have the right strategies and frameworks to tackle the tough people stuff within their business and organizations to learn more about how jess and her team can potentially help your organization unlock the potential in its people Take a look at the options at www.e3.ca. The better your people perform, the better your business will perform. Once again, it's www.e3.ca. All right, that's a wrap. We can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode.